Hello, everyone. Okay, well, <laughs> this is a unique uh, situation here where I'm uh, for the first time uh, really conducting an, what I've called an open forum. I thought a lot about over the course of the summer, knowing the need to communicate to the town and to the community in a, in a you know, really in a, in a more aggressive way, perhaps in terms of reaching out and, and, and uh, connecting with people. So this is kind of what I've conceived of is a, a series of uh, open forums. I have the first three scheduled. Uh, we could do more, we could do different times of the week. I could do a, on a Saturday morning or something. I'm just, the, the idea is to give the opportunity for people to, to have the, uh, to provide me some input, some thinking around, uh, you know, the major topics uh, input around uh, now, uh, fulfilling the term, or well not fulfilling the terms, but uh, making appointments to the warrant committee and then the responsibility of making the appointments to the school building committee. And then these other dialogues that I've been talking about around, one of them around just around uh, volunteerism, you know, in town and continue to, to promote that and to try to ignite some activity, not just about the appointments that I need to make, but about other, other opportunities. And I'll speak to that a little bit at the end. And then finally, you know, a topic that's kind of been on my mind, been in the, been in, in play over the last couple of years, been editorialized in the Boston Globe, but you know, how do we, how do we look at open town meeting, you know, in the 21st century? I know you and I, Bob, have corresponded around opportunities for doing that. We looked at electronic voting one time, and I think it's time to kind of get that, uh, uh, you know, kind of back up on the table and and look at it. Uh, you know, the the notion of uh, remote uh, meetings. You know, that works in city councils. It works in representative town meetings. They're able to do it in representative town meetings, but it's so far it's not available as a resource to open town meetings. And I'm not sure what that would mean for it anyway. So so we'll have that conversation. So let me get started just by. Uh, we, go to, we go to the slides and I'll, I'll go through them very quickly. Uh, the first one was the, the, the letter that I wrote uh, just speaks to what I've already mentioned, which was the, the idea here is that. Oh, yeah, hold on, give me one second. It has signed me out. So hold on. <coughs> You're still there. I'm in. It's just not, yeah, it's just not letting me. Right. This is what's being seen at home, too, what we see up on the screen. So, you know, this is the first of the open letters, and I'm open to any kind of a commentary about how A, to, uh, you know, to kind of craft this message. Uh, in a way that you know does connect with the community and also other ways just approaches to be able to get the word out so uh, this was this was the first of the letters I expect to do this you know kind of on a regular basis Christine if we switch to the next slide uh, you know this was the kind of the challenge that prompted the conversation was you know a recognition that it's um, over the years uh, as I have you know reach out to you know warrant committee people for appointments for opportunity it gets it's, it's been challenging to get uh, people to uh, you know to come forward and so um, although um, you know this this time around um, 
I have a little bit more of a, maybe a demographic bent than I've had in the past, only because of the two members who have left, you know, who were uh, great. They, they were young working uh, women, mothers, professionals, and, uh, you know, brought some balance to the committee. So I, you know, that has always been one of the objectives of it. So, uh, you know, this is, a, this is an active time. Who, who is my audience? My audience, I, I spoke to Marion. She sent me the list of the registered voters. And so we have 9,284, you know, registered voters in town of our population of 1288. And that's, that is current as of yesterday. And um, so it's a, it's a big pool. And we know that it's, it's, a, it's, it's an engaged pool just by looking back as I did on voting records, for instance, in presidential elections, we do, we do, you know, phenomenally well in terms of the percentage of turnout, and obviously it goes down, uh, you know, for midterm elections, and it has gone down again for uh, local elections and uh, for town meeting. Uh, you know, for we've had extraordinary uh, special town meetings with uh, over two thousand in a year ago in November, and then in June of this year we had a we had great attendance. But we also know that we had an annual town meeting where we didn't get a quorum the first time around. So. Um, you know, this is a, this is a, a a question for me is how to mobilize some um, some higher percentage of you know of our voting population to be engaged in you know in the governance where we we need people. Although I think that you know it remains a very engaged town if you look across all of the things that people do. Uh, that's not a critique. It's just that as as it relates to some of the things that that uh, you know we would like to get some people connected into some of the opportunities we have you know, in town government. The next slide is just a you know kind of a statement. I'm not sure whether it projects well, but this is this is the from our town charter and our bylaws. Just speaks to the, the role of the Warren Committee. Um, but the key thing for me there is that it's contained in the you know in the section on the town meeting being the legislative branch of of government. The Warren Committee is a you know a very very important part of that. It is has the responsibility uh, relative to the to the town budget, obviously. And our Warren committee, unlike a finance committee, has the responsibility to uh, opine and make recommendations on all of the articles, not just articles that are uh, directly financial, but on all of the articles. So that's a, you know, that's a broad source of, a, of authority. And, and, uh, and that's a little bit of, uh, you know, anybody interested in it, uh, that can begin the primer. If you just go to our, our bylaws and our charter, you get a little sense of the of the way that the Warren Committee fits into the into the whole framework of how town government works, and uh, if we go one more slide, um, you know I I take pride in the heritage of this uh, you know of this committee, um, and particularly over the last couple of years, uh, it's it, it's been a, a lot of work by a very dedicated group, very collaborative group of people, uh, you know who have addressed uh, a. a uh, some very critical uh, issues for the town and because of the way they've cycled through uh, you know the warrant committee has has been uh, not in quite in continuous operation Bobby might speak to that but in you know very very active in what used to be the off seasons as well you know in terms of the this time of year into the fall uh, you know a little less activity traditionally but because we had the, spe the special town meeting uh, a year ago and then this year when we came out of our annual town meeting we were headed right into the special town meeting for the state hospital. So it's been, it's been a lot of work. So for me, you know, trying to bring talented and committed and our collaborative neighbors to the committee is an, an annual 
uh, thing. This is a this is a listing of uh, since I've been doing it, the people that I've appointed. So it's you know you would if you look at that list, you'd recognize a lot of people who uh, have been great leaders for the town of Medfield who have made tremendous contributions over that period of time. Uh, and uh, it's a lot of people that I've known in one fashion or another. It's a lot of people that have who have who have come forward as volunteers. It's uh, through a process of reaching out to. Uh, people and asking them about who might be good in this particular kind of a role, then, you know, then we've surfaced, uh, you know, a whole lot of people, a number of people here who have, uh, we've got uh, three or four selectmen from the list over that, over that period of time. And, uh, you know, a number of people who have, who have really uh, demonstrated leadership for the benefit of the town in so many ways. And it continues because if we go to the, the next slide, uh, this is, this is the makeup of the warrant committee as of today. And if you click one more time, Christine, this is this is you know my responsibility here is that we have two positions. So both uh, Amanda Hall and Christine Barton, uh, they they served a full term, and so um, their term expired at the end of the fiscal year. And uh, each of them decided uh, that they would like to step down, and so that's why I have the uh, the two openings here um, that that will be appointments that will be full term appointments. And I'll be reappointing Steve Callahan, who was, uh, I think he finished the term, I can't remember, go back in time, but, and so they will all serve through 2025. And so this is the way that the rotation works. It's three uh, folks whose, uh, whose position comes up for, uh, for election, whose term expires on, on a, on a every three year basis. But um, traditionally, if you look at all of these uh, people who have served, uh, there's a lot of appointments when people leave. They, uh, in, in my view, they serve at their own pleasure and their own leisure. So if somebody wanted to leave after four years instead of six years, or uh, there have been people who have changed uh, jobs or had other situations that have changed in their life in which, um, you know, we're very flexible with that. But this is, this is the profile of the, of the, you know, the current Warren Committee um, and the need to bring two more, you know, very strong uh, uh, players into into to the Warren Committee and to try to uh, you know strike some of the the general demographic uh, balance to it. If we look to uh, the next slide, this is a, again a little bit difficult to read from a distance. I don't know whether it's going to be difficult to read for people online, but you know over time I've tried to establish a, you know a, a, a range of criteria for the Warren Committee, uh, largely having to do with initially a statement of character integrity, which we always, we always, uh, you know, put right at the top. And then I, the next one is that I, I look for Warren committee members who don't have a single issue focus that um, I have a concept that I've been talking about for 20 years about weaving the fabric of a community. So if you take the schools and if you take the department of public works and you take public safety and you take the, the downtown and you take all of the other good things happening with all the volunteer efforts, uh, you know, really, I think it's kind of the job of town government to weave them all together into a fabric that represents the town. And it's for, for us, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a very important part of it. So uh, there have been people who have had an interest in being on the Warren Committee who were uh, singular, singularly focused on a, you know, a particular issue at the exclusion of others. I have no problem with people being that way. Uh, but if I found over time that they may be better serving as an advocate for that position than to be on a, you know, an advisory committee that's really a deliberative body. Uh, so that's just a, you know, my own particular 
uh, biased for that. So, you know, I do look for deliberative body team players. We have a, a warrant committee over the last couple of years that has been uh, full of that. Uh, I, I look for people who are going to contribute to the the knowledge or the experience base. So we try to insights uh, of the group. Uh, you know, you can read this for yourself. I don't need to read it, but it goes down in terms of, of, of judgment. Uh, people who are, uh, it's great to find people who have had a demonstrated commitment to the to, to Medfield community. That's a great way for me to, to be able to draw people to the Warren Committee. And, and most of the people that I've appointed over the past 20 years have been doing, you know, have been involved in the community before they came to the Warren Committee. The Warren Committee necessarily wasn't there, you know, the first uh, engagement they had with uh, local governance and uh, many of the people have been on one committee or another, some not, and uh, so we made those appointments. And uh, I have, you know, in particular, the second to last one is about the ability to lower one's self-orientation, uh, you know, which is, a, which is part of the trust equation. I mean, the lower that your self-orientation can be, the better that you, I think, are going to work in a, in a deliberative group. And uh, that's, you know, I think is uh, in an advisory body, uh, you know, it's really important to see it as kind of a collective experience, of, you know, as a group. Uh, it doesn't mean that individuals don't get a chance to be able to express their opinion. It's just that, you, you know, it, it's... It's done in, 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 a, in a way uh, respecting the opinion of everyone else, and uh, and so that. And then finally, uh, Bob, you can attest to this. It does. It is helpful to have a, a sense of humor, and I think uh, over the last couple of years that was demonstrated. You know, certainly Sharon's leadership, I think, you know, was spoke to that. It was always, uh, you know, there was, was a very good tone to it over the, the last couple of years. So that's, I'll respond to that. But that's. And that's the first part of it. That's a you know an annual thing that uh, that that uh, in every year I've had to make it think at least one appointment. This is the most that it's ever been has been four, and in this in this year we have at least two uh, appointments to be made. The school building committee composition. This is just a this is just the the bylaw just to kind of level set everybody in terms of what was passed at the annual town meeting. Um, and so the bylaw uh, was composed, we put it to a vote, it passed as uh, required. And if we just kind of hit the next slide, Christine, it kind of frames into you know, my, my portion of that. So it is under the bylaw that was approved. Uh, you know, it is my responsibility to appoint four members of the community to the school building committee. Uh, one appointment will be a current Warren committee member uh, that'll be selected by the Warren Committee. So in some respects, it's not really an appointment, but I will, I will affirm the, the, the selection of the Warren Committee to bring somebody to the, to the school building committee. And then um, the second provision, one appointment will be a senior Medfield resident, 65 years of age or over. This, had, this was a little controversial when it, when it came up. Some people favored it, other people didn't uh, favor it. Um, so, but it, it, it made the cut and this is a, a provision in terms of what I will be reaching out. It will be somebody to, to, to bring that to. I think I joked at the time that it would, I just would have to, you know, make inquiries around my tennis group and I'd be able to find <laughs> people who qualified in that fashion. But I'm, I'm interested in hearing, uh, you know, as people think about and talk to me about how they think about, uh, the, the folks that should come to the school building committee. How they think about that particular appointment with that with that requirement, and uh, the other two, I would say, are citizens at large, and uh, so that's now those are the four appointments that, that I have to make. I, I haven't had a lot of commentary because I really wanted to start listening to this process of open forums at the beginning. You know, I'm just kind of quoting myself here, 
uh, in terms of the open letter that I wrote. So, you know, it really is an honor to be able to do this. It's also a, a kind of a challenge. My own view is that it's time to move forward in terms of renewing our commitment to elementary education. In fact, I don't think through the whole process the last time there was all that much disagreement about that, that principle anyway. So we got to come back and I think get centered on the fact that that's, that's, the, that's the common ground. Uh, you know, for, for most people in town that, you know, people, there is a commitment in town to elementary educa education. And because of my notion of the fabric of community, I've often thought about, okay, you know, we are a great community with great schools. And uh, I, 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 you know, that should be a kind of a, you know, a statement, a hallmark statement, I think of, of, of us going forward. So, you know, and I also think this time we need to go forward, having been through the, the, the experience that we, we had been through uh, in 2000 and a year ago, right? So 2021, uh, you know, we need, to, we need to try to go forward in a, in a, in a civil way as, a, as an, you know, in, a, in, a, in an open process, you know, collaborative and, you know, very smart and, uh, and, and as gauged as we can. So my own hope would be that the appointments that I could make uh, would help to contribute or maybe even be partially instrumental to, you know, the idea of coming together to do this, you know, to, to uh, renew our commitment to uh, elementary education and particularly with the, with, you know, with the process of the building and then also, to, you know, to move forward. Um, there's always learning, right? I mean, uh, that's the old saying, it's, uh, Sometimes you win, sometimes you learn, or something. You know, it's it's something to that effect, and that's you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of learning. Bob and I have sat and had a cup of coffee. I've talked to almost everyone who was a participant in the process, um, with only a couple of exceptions, and you know, so now we go forward, and so and part of that is the appointments that, that I need to make, um, and the process if people are really interested in the that's four of the 12 appointments obviously of the of the, of the voting members uh, and uh, i think if we tune into the selectmen's meeting next tuesday we'll get further insight into how the school committee is uh, going to move forward relative to that part of the process and how the selectmen will move forward to that part of the process i think of it uh, of the role of the moderator as being interdependent interrelated we at the end of the day what's important is that we get the right committee people that can work together, that bring the right range of expertise, experience, skills. Uh, I hope the right mindset about, uh, you know, about uh, great elementary schools uh, and that they will come together and we'll have a committee that will, will, will take us forward. So uh, that's what I will try to do. But I wanted to, I wanted to start the process by listening uh, as much as we could. I just happened to run by this uh, today when I was looking at, this is a piece from exactly 10 years ago uh, this week that Richard DeSorga wrote, but it goes back to the, you know, to the roots of, you know, our, uh, our education roots in Medfield that go back, you know, really to the beginning. And you can find throughout the, the history of Medfield, you know, our, our commitment to education being reinforced, you know, in a variety of different years, different periods, different. So it's, I think that that heritage is, is, it's, it's important to maintain. It also has a picture there, of course, of the uh, of the Dale Street School from '98. Yes. Well, that's one of, one of the high school, right? So, yeah. so I'm interested in in talking to folks, let have people correspond, and and about the the appointments, the school building committee, uh, the warrant committee uh, appointments. Uh, you know, I'm ready to move forward with. Uh, although 
I think the next meeting of the Warren Committee is scheduled for November, mm -hmm. as far as I understand. Uh, some, is that your sense, Bob? I mean, I don't know that there's any activity in the month of September planned I yet. No idea. Yeah, I don't think so. Well, some, something in that time frame. And then the next one was just these two other questions that I'm, you know, as a part of the conversation, if I'm having an open conversation with the town, uh, you know, I'd like to, I'm like, these are, these are two things that I feel strongly about uh, and I think need to be talked about. And um, so maybe they will be a kind of a more ancillary part of the conversations that I'll be able to prompt in the, in the weeks ahead. Uh, I took a bike ride. I've been doing a lot of bike riding around Medfield and walking over the course of the summer. And, you know, I just happened to, you know, for the first time I went on the rail trail, which was great. I really enjoyed that. I need to drop an email to Christian, you know, but, uh, and then occasionally we'll go by the grist mill. You know, you see that as an asset to the town, obviously everything that's happening at the state hospital and gene. And I mean, the evidence is all over town, the Vine Lake cemetery and all of the, you know, and that, that is to me has always been the distinctive character, part of the character of Medfield is I, I think that all of the, you know, not all of, a lot of the good things that really happen in town, the food, the food pantry and, and, uh, you know, it's just, you, you, you know, it's happening all over the place. Obviously, uh, all this, the sports coaches and the, the people involved in scouts. And it's, you know, it all adds up to a, just a kind of an enormous bundle of, of time and commitment, but energy and uh, the passing on of, you know, the kind of the character of the town. So, you know, that part of it, I think is great, but it still needs to be talked about. And, and there are opportunities within town governance that are posted on our website all the time. The selectmen are always looking to appoint people to a committee uh, and so um, to be able to get that talked about and that town meeting of the future is you know i think i it's i used to you know call it the purest form of democracy and i think in some ways and there's been a lot written now about how local government and what we do in our local towns may be the the, the, the bulwark of democracy depending on how we, we go forward but uh you know it needs to it needs to be relevant and look at ways that you know that it can be modernized and uh, and uh, that the communication about it can be better um, and, uh, you know i'm open to that i don't i don't take any proprietary uh ownership of an institution that's been around for in medfield for you know 360 years almost uh, but i do think and i do i'm, I'm a fan of it i do think uh, we conduct an awful lot of business in a single evening and it does provide that opportunity for people within the town to participate. But we have had a couple of uh, examples of where it might not be a, a perfect process. It's hard to manage 2,200 people in an open town meeting, or even even a, you know a somewhat smaller number than that. Uh, and uh, you know, obviously, getting a quorum. We have a quorum of 250 people, so that's a that's a high threshold of a quorum. But I don't think it's too high relative to 9,200 voters that we. You know, that we have in town, but we had a little bit of a, a you know a speed bump in the you know in the spring when we came off of vacations and came back to a town meeting and didn't get the get quorum first time with that any in anybody's memory that that that, that happened. So, so the last thing uh, is just simply the notion of keeping these going if there's interest and uh, using them as a, a maybe a spark of some conversation and a way to be able to gather some thoughts and to, for me to be able to get different perspectives. And I'm hoping for me to get to meet uh, more people that I already know 
and a lot of different people than I know. No, I know. I mean, I'm an audience of three people I know pretty well. But there's a lot of people in town. And I don't want to make it's 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 not a generational uh, question, but there is a there you know there is a need for me to connect at least, and maybe for town government more generally to connect. You know, with a whole another generation of people who are who have moved to Medfield, who are raising kids, who are building families, who are participating in all these town activities, and you know, for the moderator to make connections. I always tell the story about uh, when my kids were, were younger and they were doing that three-on-three -three soccer tournament, and I went over by Wheelock and I looked around. There must be four hundred people there, and I said, I must know everybody in town. You know, every face was pretty much. Familiar, and then when the kids kind of cycled through the schools, I was out running one day, and there was the three-on-three -three soccer tournament. And I went there, and I stood at the distance and looked over. I didn't, I didn't know anybody. It just changed, you know. You get, you get connected so much to kids, even kids within your own grades. There are people in town that I don't know as well as I would have liked to, whose kids just were in between my kids. But I do feel very strongly that the best part about being moderator is the people in Medfield, and the best part about having lived here. Over all these years, is the is the people in town. I mean, it's just it's it's, it's such a, uh, and so I need to reach out, or people need to reach out to me, and start to develop this dialogue that will help me to bring the you know the right people to these appointments, and hopefully help to encourage other people to you know to come to town government, or if not if not to town government, also to other opportunities to be able to you know contribute to the to the things that build the town. So my. Uh, Email address is medfieldtownmoderator at medfield.net. And, uh, you know, send me an email if you just want to begin a conversation. I respond to all of them, except when I get 300 in an evening, <laughs> which has happened. And, uh, but I want to try to be as uh, connected to people as, as possible. So that's, that's my presentation portion. And beyond that, do we have anybody online? No. no. I thought there was one Q&A. Was there one? Let's we'll pull it up. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. We have five people attending. Oh, nice. Hello out there. Let's see. Anybody wants to be, they could be elevated. Yeah, said they... our slides were not advancing on Zoom, but they were advancing for us here on Zoom. So I don't know. Yeah. Do we need, well, we'll we'll publish the slideshow. Yeah, we'll publish the slideshow. And uh, but it was it was advancing for us here on Zoom. So yeah. interesting. Anybody who is out there, who is tuned in, want to make any comments, ask any questions, give me any suggestions, open to that. And always open to that. And if there isn't, what about here? Bob, thoughts? Oh, geez, we'll get 20 minutes. <laughs> um, I just, I mean, I, I came in support of, of this process getting going again. Uh, I think it's been a while yeah. um, that it's been sitting there, um, and I was encouraged to see in the um, some of the latest correspondence about it that there are actually some new ideas yeah. um, about how to do this. Um, and, and you know, in my 20, 21 years in town now, um, we've taken a certain approach to doing things, you know, tear, tear it down, 
and, and redo it, tear it down and redo it. And I think there is a opportunity here to tackle multiple things that we need in the town and not necessarily just, uh, you know, uh, expansion or improving of the, um, you know, of the school system if we're, if we're creative about it. Yeah. Um, so back in, um, and, and it was the last bullet point, you know, not to, you know, I'll toot my own horn a little bit, but <laughs> after the public safety building was built, um, I did a rather lengthy post on, you know, the next thing, to, the next shoot to drop would be the schools. You know, it was the next thing on the docket to, um, you know, get redone. And I, I was a big fan of hoping to leverage Wheelock and um, Memorial um, because they are smaller schools. Yep. You know, if you look at them on an individual basis. Um, and I think Dale, in terms of a refurbished type of thing, would have a lot of life left in it. And I think it, it, without having to do the stuff to it necessarily that we would have to do for a school, um, which has a different set of requirements, I, I was really hoping we could leverage, you know, uh, as the discussion started the last time, I was really hoping when they were talking about more grades together, less transitions, all of that, and I was going, you know, uh, an extra grade in each of the schools, maybe a little less administrative overhead yep. that would in turn help pay for the, you know, the projects in each of the schools. Like, that kind of thinking, that kind of like, well, we have this, so we'll just tear it down and put up something new, or you know, um, you know that that kind of thing. And, and you know, I, I just think that, um, and like I said in the, I forget what it was up at the um, public safety building, the uh, selectmen and the uh, some of the school board was just kind of taking a Q and A. This was a couple months ago. Well, sure. Um, you know, I really hope that there's more checkpoints along the way. Um, so I think we got to a point in the process um, where there was no turning back. Like, it was just like, here's what we're doing. And, you know, and, and I think when we got to the, the town meeting vote um, and that didn't get the two thirds um, and then it was like, but we're still going to do the other vote. Um, and people were kind of confused about that. And then that didn't gain even the 50%. Um, you know, that was kind of needed for, if that was a legitimate because of the two thirds. Yeah. Um, I, I think there were just some parts along the way where we could have paused and looked and said, do we truly have the support going forward or do we need to reconsider? I, yeah. my, well, let's take, let's take, so let's, I know that we, I think people have done a lot of reflecting, yeah. some introspection, maybe it hasn't been done as, you know, as, as publicly, and I'm not sure it's as necessary to be honest with you, but, but your going forward point is the opportunity that this provides us to be able to take a maybe a different view uh, and move our perspective a little bit uh, or look at things a little bit differently, bring some. Yeah, the, the only thing that has lather, rinse, repeat on it is a shampoo bottle. Yeah. Like we shouldn't be going back through the same process again. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's the definition of insanity. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but there are great things that came out of the process. There were good ideas, there, there was a direction, there was all of that kind of stuff. And I, I think when, um, you know, I think if we can take the stuff that, and see what people really supported about it, and then see what people didn't support and give equal weight to both, I think you end up with a process in the end that can, you know, that can just kind of glance its way through the two thirds town meeting and the, the vote after and, and everyone can feel, better or good about it. not that everyone's going to feel great about it but 
in something like this. You're more, a little more optimistic about its, its ability to be able to move, move through that process, even if we get it right. But that's all my own view. I think that's, you know, there's, it's still a difficult. I'm not saying it's not difficult, no. but getting it right, I think, means that, uh, you know, some of the stuff that is important to people, which I think we learned the last time, um, you know, it needs to be, you know, I hope whatever the composition of the school building committee is next time, they sit down and they come up with a list and, and they come up with a list of like, hey, here's the important things. You know, here's the stuff that, that derailed it. Here's the stuff that, that everyone seemed like you said, everyone's behind better education, you know, improving the educational system in yeah. town. What's the list of things that was, you know, what's the list of things that, that derailed, um, you know, the process? And, and really putting equal weight to both of those and not dismissing any of them. Because I think when you start dismissing, then you run into, you run into problems, you know, down, down the line. Um, I, I think too, I, I was, I'd like to see earlier releases of things before decisions are made, you know, instead of the day before or two days before, yeah. or, you know, like, hey, here's all the plans. And then like two days, literally a day and a half later, there was a vote on it. And it was like, you know, it, I don't know how to do that because I mean, if you look at the attendance, you know, here, it's hard to get people to come out unless there's a 10%, 12% tax increase on the table. That, that gets people's attention, you know? Um, and it's funny because like I had a coworker who worked, who works in Westwood. So they were doing, going through the same thing. And he came to me, he goes, I heard you guys are going to school too. And he goes, well, our, our taxes are going up 400 a month. And I looked at him, I said, I, I think you have, he moved out from the city. He was gonna get, kind of getting new to the whole town thing. Yeah. I said, no, I said, you know, that's not why. So I kind of looked into what, you know, the other, next town was doing. And it was like $432 a year for an average house. You know, I, I just, to me, that yeah, but that but that that is another whole. I'm a Westwood native, and, yeah. and you know Westwood well. I mean, there's another <laughs> dynamic going on in that I, town that we don't have the benefit of. I, I understand that, but I I also think that we were almost attempting to do the same thing. Like we weren't saying we are. See, that's the inherent. You just made the point. We inherently are a different. Yeah, town, and we may not. It's going to hit our residential taxpayers yep. harder. On a percentage basis, I mean, Westwood was able to kind of rejigger all their tax rates when they built but, here. But to your point, what you're saying is that you're saying, oh, that will hit us harder. But is is the that the same thing that we should be doing that Westwood's doing? Because they have three hundred million dollar tax base or one hundred eighteen million dollar tax base, and we're at what sixty something. Like, so I'm just wondering if if and I'm hoping that that creative, like we come up with some more possibly creative ways to say, you know, we can do a great job. And I mean, the teachers and involved parents and all of that kind of stuff, although we need good facilities, in my mind is paramount. I think if you have great teachers and good involved parents, somehow we made it out of log cabins and, you know, yeah. caves at, at one point, um, you know, to where we are today. And, and I'm not for places that are falling down or you know in need of a lot of repair and all that i mean that's not what i'm for and that's not a good look for the town um but also i i, I wonder if we if we try to do something different than the towns 
that have those immense tax bases and where the if, if you know one of the things that's always said at town meeting every year that you know when I made it and I've been to a lot of them um, you know we want to keep the seniors we want to be a diverse town we want to be this we want to be that and then we go with you know a twelve percent tax or whatever it ended up would have ended up being and we go well we still are wanting all these things and it's to me that's a that's a mismatch mm -hmm. like that's and so i'm wondering and i'm hoping that this time we kind of say you know here's the here's the sandbox we live in you know this town with this tax base with this you know the things that we're thinking are going to happen yeah. and trying to play with maybe a little more inside our confines um, than just saying we can just do what we want we can and we can just you know, we have not a blank check, but yeah. a bigger check than we think we have. But, and again, I don't know if that's the right answer or the wrong, but like, I think that's important. It's important that's, to be to be asking the questions. Yeah, that, I don't know what the right but, answer is, but can we get more creative than what we did initially? I don't know. We'll but, see this time yeah. around, right? I mean, it's, and, and, and but, but, uh, the premise that you know around I mean because of the connection between spending on education strikes me and your willingness your, your support of having really good schools also affects other economics besides the taxes that are being paid in that particular year right so it has to do with property values and other factors that have some come to come into play yeah, we can all, we can also, I mean, I can also push back and say, you know, property values also have to do with our location. I mean, we're 15 miles outside of Boston. We're one of the first tiers of community that is actually still decently rural. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we have the education to drop. My parents lived in Plymouth and they said, you know, oh, wow, your family lives in Medfield, great schools. And that's, that's all well and good. Yeah. Um, you know, I just think that um, there's a whole slew of things that lead to Medfield's a rare town having a town center like we do. Think about the other towns in the area. I wouldn't call one of mine in Westwood really a town center that you can kind of feel walking through and get that small town feel. A lot of town Millis doesn't have that. Sherburne has one or two things in the set. You know, no. in the, so we have other things. Now, I believe you know, having that good educational system definitely helps with property value, but it's not the, the be all and end all of why our property values are, no. you know, the way they are. It's also, the, I was trying to get to the heritage, there's also a little, I think there's a, you know, a tradition around it being, uh, you know, kind of a vital, vitally important part of that fabric of the community that I was talking about, yeah. you know, dis distinctively good education is a, is, is a part of that, I think in Medfield. Yeah, and again, I, I, I think having a food facility is important. I think not necessarily having the, the, uh, the super amazing, you know, take, take um, you know, I, I've seen this. I've seen it. You know, I work at BC, yeah. so I see that I teach at BC, so I see this kind of stuff um, where things are brought in because they're the best and the this and the that, and they may not get used. Like they, they're there and it can be touted as an opportunity and things of that nature, but it's not necessarily, or it's used by a very few, a small percentage or, or yeah. you know, whatever. Again, I, I really, and I'm biased because I'm a teacher, 
Um, I really think that having that having involved parents and having great teachers are are paramount to necessarily having certain like you know a big glass wall of windows or yeah. whatever it is whatever the the nicety is um you know we have turned out great students from our schools for years um you know despite what people might say are subpar schools um in terms of physical buildings um you know my kids not too long ago went through you know dale and there were shortcomings at dale yeah. they went you know what i don't really want to do i appreciate all this but yeah. i don't want to you know you know this is this is the conversation that when the school building committee is is appointed okay. that you need to have with them yeah you know in other words i think that's to you know because then about their direction and what they're going to do and i they're going to have to hear from the community i think as well when they're when they're appointed so i'll, but, I'll focus and i again i think the, what i said in the meeting a couple of months ago it's a fundamental thing is to have checkpoints along the process and um, also figure, and I don't know what it is, but figure out a way so that at, you know, at these points that it's not 20 or 30 people in a row. Mm. Like, I, I don't know what it is. I mean, this is a multi-year process. So is it really, are these questions that come up at town meeting that say, you know, here, here's our preliminary, when we have 200, 300, 400 people in mm. a row. And again, I don't know, but I think we, just in general, need to do a better job of I, I, early parts. The broad principle of you know of that you know I I can I can think can, can make some sense for sure you know that there's got to be periods of time. Uh, so you know I think that's I, I don't and again I don't know what the answer is no. but like I I, I I haven't seen a turnout of that day of voting in. I, I mean, you've been here longer than I have. Yeah. I mean, have you seen the numbers that turned yeah. out? I don't know what we got. We got 1900 or something in 2003 or whatever the year was. Yeah, yeah, the same was, kind of turnout. Turnout was immense. When, when, when that whole process unfolded. So, but not like, you know, not with, not with that. And, and, and it was, uh, I'm trying to remember, you know, it was pretty contentious. Um, there was definitely, yeah, there was a town side and money, which there always is. Um, it wasn't as contentious about the building and where as much as the money and the size. And we made the two thirds of town meeting. We lost on paper only by eight votes, yeah. but we went back and redid it. We did not try to put the same project forward. We yeah. went back and even though they voted, people were like, you could get eight more people. And I remember I was in the memorial because we used to vote, looking at the parking lot, there were three votes walking in when the, they locked the door because they missed the time. Missed the time yeah. So, but we, you know, we sat and said, okay, what are people saying? What are the concerns? And we redid the project. And in, in hindsight, I actually like the second round better, the project we ended up with. I think it's better than the original. So, what, what percentage? Like, I mean, I'm sure there was a lot from the original project that was. Yeah, we flipped. Or... I mean, we flipped the middle and high school. Uh, but we were going to make a new building on the Willow property, and there were many reasons no against it. Uh, uh, 
there are more reasons now to turn with water and land than then, but because the building wasn't as big. Um, and instead, we rehabbed Memorial. And one of the reasons we were going for the new building was the park and rec was always looking for a spot. And the old memorial, not now, but the old memorial was a very small one floor building with a gym, a cap, and some rooms it actually would have made a good park and rec. And the thought had been use that, but we did lose the vote and we went back and instead we rehabbed memorial, which I actually think turned out great with the new wing on, rehabbed all the rooms. It was in really tough shape. Um, and still flipped the middle school and the high school and did reduce that project financially. But the, the fight was really about money. There was a lot of other pieces mixed in with this last project. It was about what Dale and talked about the heritage of the town. Well, to people who've been in town a long time, Dale was like an icon. You know, it's an icon in the downtown and that was upsetting to a lot of people letting that go. You know, there. so there was that whole piece in the middle of it. Um, another big piece, which I don't think has really been vetted as you talk about the checkpoints, is the idea of this campus going from three buildings to two. Um, the average school building in Massachusetts is 400 kids. We now have three buildings with 400. To go to two buildings, that's 600 each. And uh, that's not considered a good educational model for elementary. And you know how it happens if you give up a building and you end up with two? You're never going to get that building back. And then if the population goes up, you could be at 650 each or 700, you know? So you, you also have to consider things like school populations are, are dropping across yeah, the country. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You just don't know. You just don't know where it's going. But once you give the building up, you're, you're gone with the building. And 600 is a really big elementary school, <laughs> a really big elementary school. Um, and so there was a piece in this project that went beyond the, we're trying to rehab a building, get a new school. They actually are talking about changing the structure in Medfield. Uh, in the 90s, when Chris Marcus was superintendent, he won the K through fives. And we did um, surveys with the town and overwhelmingly the people didn't want it. It was like 90 something percent, we have to say stunned me, but they didn't want it. Which is kind of funny because the conversation or one of the conversations around this time was, was too many transitions. Right. You know, and well, too much stress for the kids. And yeah, but I don't know if that's coming really from the people and the kids because we did the surveys with the people and uh, a lot of people said, and I was surprised by the results because I thought, who wants to go to three curriculum nights, right? Let's make K to five school to one, right? You have all your kids get home at the same time. But people were like, no. And, they used to have K through fives in town and they were always really competitive. It was the rich school or the school had the PE or the school had this or that. And people felt it was very contentious. And one of the things that came out in the survey was this whole transition made it very fair. Every kid went through every building and you got the best of each building. You, you know, so they felt it was very equitable. And we did surveys of the kids who went through. And the kids had very positive things to say about the transition. They liked going to a new school. They felt more grown up when they moved. And so I think this project got beyond a new school, which every, everyone I talked to agrees, Dale Street needs, you know. Something. <laughs> something, right? And, and when they, we knew that 20 or 30 years ago. But this project went 
into other areas and went to sort of redesigning Medfield's elementary school system. And then it also talked about an icon and letting it go. And I'm not sure the legwork was done to, to find out if the community actually wanted to go in these directions of letting an icon go and this idea of the two buildings. Uh, maybe they do, but there were just a lot of questions brought up and a lot of things people were asking when they're supposed to be voting and it's late to be asking that now, right? You you asked that at the beginning, not, not when we're voting, right? Well, I, th I think too, there were surveys done very early on or earlier, not early in 2000, whatever, when this supposedly this has been in the planning for 10 years. Well, 2008 or 2009 or something like there, that. There was a start and then the recession hit. But at that time, the plans that were drawn up were for Dale and rehab. Mm -hmm. So that all went and then we had a change of superintendents. And so then it kind of started, it started again, mm -hmm. you know, and every superintendent brings their own flavor to stuff. So, so I mean, back in five or six years, or maybe there was a very early on survey. I believe that was taken, and I don't, I, again, I don't remember. I don't have the numbers right off the top of my head, but I think it was leaning towards doing something in the center of town. I mean, I don't. Again, I don't remember exactly the, the <laughs> but, but again, it was. It, I think we need to take that kind of stuff seriously from the get go. But right. If you look at what it takes in Medfield, the voting body. So I, I looked up some because I enjoy this kind of stuff. Some statistics yeah. on what they consider a um, a, a um, substantial sample size, and it's not much. Like that survey actually, for the number of people that responded to it, was a significant survey. It, it, it said this is probably going to happen later on in the process, um, and and I just think. Again, this is going back to my checkpoints thing that I think these things, no matter if they're going to be, the time is going to be taken to put them together and put them out there and get responses. I think we need to take them seriously. I mean, because that's that's what we want, right? Is we want people to respond and then be taken seriously with their responses right. and, and not just, just say, well, this is too early on in the process or this is too whatever or what. I think they just need to be taken seriously. Well, and Scott's point is very important is you can't just survey the parents with kids in town. You need to survey right. the town because yeah. we're all here. We're all a part of it. We all have a piece in it. Yeah. And so there's that whole piece. Of, yeah. You, know, you got to get new people. You got to get people who live here a long time. And then you obviously have the parents with the kids is easiest to survey because you've got the kids right there. I was going to say you could actually put your letter in the uh, pack. The school package. No. Um, to get more. Yeah. We, get, we, we look to, to other groups yeah. as well to get it circulated yeah, get more broadly. Circulated, yeah. But so, yeah, I totally agree with you is that you've got to figure out what are the big questions. You have to put those out early. You have to, and it, it is pain to get all the feedback, but you got to get the feedback. And then you have to honor it. You have to yeah. look at what it says and you have to, you know, make some maybe make some changes or maybe the feedback's all with you when it's like gung-ho, you know, then and you know you got it. I think one of the Scott's points up there is that sometimes you even, even if you have a belief that it's one way or whatever going in and you get the feedback that says that's not going to be supported, right. you need to, no, no, you, you just need to go, okay. You know, you just need to go, that's what I believe, but you know, 
because like you said, you know, we're, we're in the democracy. Yeah. Um, you know, that's we're not a, the way we're we deliberative, yeah. you know, these committees that are volunteers, they have, you know, it's, it's, it's tough to balance, you know, because again, when you're on a committee, you want to get to that goal. You want to get to that end point. And right. it's, it's hard to get early feedback when, again, there's not money and numbers on the table. Right. Um, you know, so, you know, how, how do you, I think early on the, the whatever committee gets put together, I think that's going to be a major challenge is to figure out, like, I think it's almost paramount to say, how do we make sure that we're at least maybe getting that st statistically significant overview of what people believe mm -hmm. so that you know, when we go, when we end up at the two thirds meeting and, and the ballot vote after, we have a generally good idea because I don't think a lot of people even believe that, even at the ballot vote, that it would be 50 50. Like, I think a lot of people were just generally surprised, not only by the turnout, no. but by the, you know, the outcome of it. And so I just think we can somehow not um, get rid of the risk. But mitigate the risk. Right. Well, um, like I was hoping that a, a committee would have been formed in the spring just to get like Medfield Days coming. And Medfield Days, a lot of people like trickling around. It's a good time to ask questions like, you know, what do you think about this location or moving this or two buildings versus three or K to five? You know, you know, you're looking for those opportunities where you can tap lots of people and, and get feedback because you're right, there's, there's a lot of questions. Um, and it's hard. And to me, when you get the votes, though, that is information. Yeah. I thought there was a clear information in the paper vote how much it lost by. And that would have said to me, if I was on the school committee, oh, we, we need to look at this again. You know, we can't just bring the same, same thing forward because that, I mean, we only lost by eight votes and we, we made significant changes. They lost by a lot. I think even if you pass by one vote, let's say you were one vote above or one vote below, I think the goal is is to make that winning margin as as big as possible because yes. that's telling you that you're you're in you're on the pulse you of most people. what the town exactly. is wanting. Yeah, yeah, it will be the biggest expenditure that the town has ever made. You know, it will be the, the biggest commitment when they, when when we hopefully do do this. Yeah. So rec recognizing that, you know, you want to you want to go through all those steps, and, and you'd like to do it with, you know, more than just squeaking by the, you know, right. required, the like required really majority. But um, yeah. we'll see. Bob, thoughts? I know you're listening, and I'm listening. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think this is this is healthy. I think, um, and you know, hopefully. All I could think of when you said Medfield Day is I'm going to be back at the dunking booth. Yeah. I think, you know, it's like, <laughs> no, oh, no. no. Stop uh, dunking booths. But, okay. But, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, I think from all that comes together here, it still comes back to, or from my perspective, the two themes that you had on that slide, engagement and town meeting. I mean, I, I think the fundamental question is, how do you generate engagement? Yes. Because I think that um, you know, so long as it's a, it's a small group or small groups opposing each other, yeah. you know, you're not getting representation. And then 
and we talked, you know, we talked earlier yeah. about uh, communication. How do you how do you get in, involvement, engagement? That doesn't mean how do you get everybody to be on a committee, but but participation. You know, the fundamental of the of the town meeting concept is that it's the it's the legislative body. I would be very surprised if you surveyed the, the 9,284 voters in town and said, did you know that you're, that you're like, you're the other, you're a congressperson? Yes. You know, I, I don't think, you know, that's a concept that we who participate, you know, actively understand. But somehow I think, uh, you know, that education needs to be enforced. Yes. When we didn't get the quorum, I, I asked the people who didn't come and they said, well, there wasn't really anything on there that, you know, I really cared about voting for. I said, you have to understand this is how all the town budgets get approved. Yeah, it's the budget. This is how your firemen, teachers, policemen, everyone gets paid. How town hall runs. We all have to vote the budget. I'm like, you do? I'm like, yes. That new car, yeah. that new police car versus that old broken down police right. car. That yeah. was your vote. That that's how we run it. We yeah. vote. I think there's a lot of people too who move in from out of town or they move in from areas that just don't, don't have, have this, this version of right. Things. And they expect you know the mayor and the city council to take care of things or yes. you know, or some other way of doing government. Um and and oh. I mean I think the town meeting is great. Um, you know, I I, I've watched British Parliament um, from time to time. <laughs> That's an amazing, uh, amazing experience. If anybody when they bring the the MP up to be just the debates, the open debates, just yes. the debates. I mean, it's it's pretty amazing. But uh, you know, I I would hate to see that change. Um, I think it is a really important part of of what we do in the town. Um, but I would like to see again, not just the engagement at the end. Mm -hmm. I, I'd like to figure out a way to. You know, when I go and was like, you know, people are like, you know, why are they, why are they drilling down here? Why? And, and it's like 80% of the people were like, why are they drilling? And it's like, you know, there's an X million dollar proposal on the table to do what? You know, and, yeah. and you just, you just kind of shake and you go, you know, how, how do we, how do we make that better? Like, how do we, how do we get people involved? And I think, again, if, if you're, if you do that, if, and I, I don't know if it's, Getting somebody who's better at like a marketer, like somebody who who does this on a uh, as a career tech. You mean to promote the word and to get yeah. to, to promote yeah. civic engagement generally, you which know, is you know. There were two um, thoughts that I've heard that one is, and I you, I know you've heard it is yeah, do it on a Saturday, yeah. not a night, because the you know it's just easier for a lot of people on the weekend yep. um, that was one the second one is now that we're all into the zoom thing is to maybe put out a couple of zooms before town meeting that said here's some things coming up in town meeting you know and yep. not long but just so that people don't come hearing about something for the very first time at town meeting hard to make a decision when you're just hearing about it that night I don't know if people would really go or attend because there's certainly paper information yep. out there. But we have talked to Medfield TV as recently as yesterday, in fact, about because when our new director was in Bedford, she that was part of her job producing. And uh, they used to do on all of the issues on the articles, it was a short okay. little video, yeah. you know, that had a couple of people, and people could kind of go and 
and gone because uh, certainly town meeting works better when people come and they're more informed and there's not enough time particularly when we have a you know a full warrant of to, yeah, to do the education and, it, right. and all of that um, i think that's why towns go to the representative instead of having everybody come because the job of those representatives in the precincts is to be educated right yeah and go to meetings before the town one meeting. would hope one but hope. yeah yeah towards the end of the process people would go to different meetings around town. So they wouldn't hold a meeting, but they would find where people got together and go to them. Yeah. You know, they would go to something at the senior center. They would go to something at the library. Like yeah. they, would, they would inject themselves into. Um, and, and that was something I think was more later in the process than earlier. Um, I think that might be an effective way to, to kind of do the pyramid scheme. Yeah, to get people in. Yeah. Um, to, to, I think it's effective to actually be out instead of saying, here's a meeting on a Tuesday night. Um, you know, the people are already going to a meeting because they are engaged in that topic yeah, for whatever that reason. Right? Okay. And it's like, can we borrow 15 minutes to give an update or, you know, where we are in the process and just, you know, this is important town stuff and you don't have to put any extra time out of your day or, or, you know, I had three reminders that this was happening tonight just to yeah. make sure I was here. Um, you know, and, and, you know, it's never going to be a great time for everybody. Someone no. always has soccer or it's going to be on vacation or it's yeah. going to be this or that. And that's a lot of what I heard in the last go around. You know, it can't be on a Saturday afternoon. That was like the outdoor town meeting. Oh, no. It can't be on a Saturday afternoon because there's soccer practice or there's this or that. Yeah, uh, but you know, I teach one night a week, so on occasion, town meeting has landed on a night that I teach. Right. So, it, it, and I go, oh, but that's you know, that's yeah. I accept that because that's just the way things happen. Um, just it, a lot to do in the evening, and we for a lot of years it was always two nights. Hmm. Uh, it went over into the yeah, other yeah. the second night, but I, I don't know. I don't. You'd have to wait, you know, see and. See if you really got more people. Say if you did, you know, ten o'clock on a Saturday till twelve one. I I don't know. There's always things that are coming up. But well, yeah, then but it's always priorities. I think yeah. the thing the thing to think about a little is one. You're talking about a survey. You know, find out what people do or don't know, <laughs> and why are they they do or don't participate. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's common in America. You know, 45, 50% of the people don't vote. So, you know, so, but when you're looking at an opportunity, you know, I think a little bit of the history of the town meeting does maybe give you some insight because I'm sure back in, you know, you read Richard's book and it's like, you know, 150 years ago, it was a big event. You know, people put their straw hats on and come and meet downtown and, and, and you know, and have their meeting. And, so maybe you're making an event, you know, yeah. you maybe you have it around. I like that. You, you, yeah. Yeah. you know, and everybody gets together and, you know, and, and you get, and, you know, by the way, we're going to vote on your, your budget, you know, and, and, but, but make it a community event yeah. right now. It's a, it's somebody else's responsibility. And, you know, it, it, you know, it, all right, we, you can't be Pollyanna about it. I don't expect it's going to be. But I think there, I, I do think there are some legitimate reasons for people who are interested yeah. and don't participate because they don't know how. Yeah. And and of course, and, and time constraints will always be an, 
a factor. So make it easier for them. You know, and maybe you know, if if you don't have it on, if you can't make it at four o'clock, um, you know, on a Saturday because that's soccer day, then you just talk to the midfield soccer team and say, we can't have soccer on this day once a year. On that day, you know? yeah. I mean, and we get we do get religious pushback uh, as well on Saturdays, uh, particularly. And so, um, you know, you try to try to find out what the right thing to do there is. Uh, members of our community feel mm -hmm. that we're not respecting diversity if we do, you know, do it at a, at a, at a certain time on Saturday. And I think, and so that's a, has got to be held into account. We've talked about that. Sure. And so we've looked for the, the right time. We moved to five o'clock on a Monday, I think when we were outside one of the times, and then we did the, the big one was on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Um, so, I, I agree with all of this, by the way. This is what I want to hear. I'd be interested in any ideas, you know, around the, the around the community event. There's another factor that's kind of interesting because you know it's the the old saying about uh, you know preaching to the converted. But there's a there's a group of people in town that for whatever reason that this engagement around uh, this really makes a difference. You know, they and, and they in fact uh, appreciate. The opportunity to be able to participate, but I've had I've had friends over the years who know that I have done this, who you know they just it's almost like they would entrust it to the folks that know more or so you know or who have paid more attention or something. They don't. It's not like it's it's spiteful. Or it's not like they're stiff arming or they're neglecting or it's just yeah. seems to be relatively under control until you get to a you know a, a big not. vote until it's yeah. not right you yeah. get to a massive vote it's all in control yeah. until it's not yeah <laughs> and so but I, I, but i think it's it's important from my point of view to 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 encourage an understanding of participation i, I mean i know why people you know when they come home from work and they can't get out at seven o'clock and kids are this and that I, I get that and so in saturday i'm not i'm, I'm not afraid it's only a given day but I think it's uh, you know the one experiences that, that I've had in my time on the on the Warren Committee is the amount of time and dedication that people on these committees spend, yeah. and the and the, and the time and dedication that the that the management of these different departments and I've gone through the cycle I think of each department, um, and I and I think that. There's a responsibility on all of our parts, whether we're on committees or taxpayers, to have a, a better appreciation of the time and the, and the talent that's devoted to this. And, you know, which comes out of, oh, you're not listening and this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, it, it gets into a defensive piece that, that really isn't helpful in any re respect. Right. But you know, when someone spends four years on a committee and spends weeks and weeks of open meetings, and then they said, boy, where did this come from? You know, I, I, I'm not gonna argue one way or the other. I'm just saying we have a responsibility if we're gonna take some leadership positions to get that to surface yeah. so that people understand that. And they do. They, you know, they kind of damn me with faint praise of, you know, well, of course we appreciate. We're not, we're not talking bad about you, but we sure don't like what you did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's nice to see the hospital vote. You think all the years in that hospital that 
it was so, such a yay vote. You know, talking yeah. about that thing all the years people have been working on the yeah. property. Yeah, and, and it wasn't all, it wasn't always that easy. But I think right. that, that you and I talked. Yeah. And I think it, I thought the uh, the way that, that that was a model of communication. Yeah. An organization you know knows how to communicate. Yes. yes. And uh, you know, and we don't. We're all amateurs, yeah. <laughs> you know, but they're pros. Yeah, and yeah, you can see, see the it. value yes. of effective communication style. Yes. Because yes. we put information out. Yes. Right? I mean, there's no, there was no shortage of information yeah. on the schools or the, or the programs or what have you, but the method and, and the way it was, and, 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 you know, to the point of people listening. Yeah. yeah. You know, they were, they were excellent listeners. I liked your idea, you know, about about kind of community reps, um, you know, to, to engage people in different parts of the town who live in different areas. I mean, there were definitely, I, I think that might be a very effective way because um, those people see each other. They yeah. go out, they walk their dog. They see you on occasion. Like, yeah. I, you know, I mean, it, it, it's just maybe a, not an official position, but it's not a committee position, but it's a like from the committee there. I mean, we have precincts in town, you know, you go to the table that you, you, know, right. you vote on and saying that, you know, here is your precinct represent. They're not a voting body. They, they're, they're not engaged to give opinion, but they're engaged to be like, you know, here, here's where we are in the process yeah. here. Here's where what's coming down the pike. Here, here's here's what this you know what this means, and yeah. you know all of that kind of stuff. And, and the message would be agreed upon by X committee, and then the seventh you know kind of the phone tree when school closed. Yeah. You know, you called two people, they had to call two. Yeah. You know, and, and I just I'm not sure enough people actually open up Hometown Weekly. Um, you know, yeah, and, and read sure through it. That, um, yeah. I don't know that. Um, in all the, the noise online on a Facebook or on a this or on a that, um, you know, you can be part of a group, you can be part of the Dale Street, uh, you know, building committee group or whatever, um, school building committee, and it just gets it, you know, if you don't visit it a lot, it comes off your feed and then it's, it's tucked in behind, like, so there's yeah. so many things that go wrong, but like, if you, I think, have that kind of human chain type of thing. I think that might be an effective way yeah, to that's interesting. Not, not not a and make it formal. Like we like I said, we already have precincts. We already have this town divided up into different areas. Um, you know, it, it was, you know, I I, you know, when I started learning about this a couple of years ago, I went to a lot of the people in our neighborhood to talk to them about it because I felt like a lot of people didn't even know what was going on. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think that might be an effective instead of trying to get everyone at a meeting or everybody because that's difficult um, right. to, to you know. The interesting thing I think that's been good though is that the you know uh, with the Zoom meeting formats, the recordings have been great. I mean, when you talk about getting everybody, because you have to be you have to be synchronous in the old days. If you wanted to you know right. go to a meeting, you had to be here at that time when it was being conducted. Yeah. And I yeah. find it very useful to be able to go back and yeah. I, I saw the school committee yeah. meeting both on uh, the 22nd and the 18th, you know, just because I could do it, I could do it a little bit later. So that's an advantage in terms of being able oh, to get no, communicated those things to people is to have 
that maybe to cut them down into smaller snippets of things and get them packaged in a way they can get out to. Like even the meeting tonight, I read, I saw that you put up the letter. So I was like, oh, I went to the patch and I read the letter. And I read down, and then there was a huge ad, which made it look like the end of the letter. Yeah. In the middle. So, of course, I replied, did anyone mention where it's going to be? Because yeah. it was down in the last part of the letter. Oh, so, like, even effective communication, you know, sometimes gets... So, even to your point, it's great that the meetings are recorded, but I know I've told people, hey, if you can't get there, do you know that it's up? It's yeah. up on Medfield TV. You know, so the go, website, the town's website. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it's, it's, again, it's, yeah. to me, the best communication, even though we don't, I mean, digital communication is great. It can reach a huge audience, but it's a lot of noise to cut through. I still think the most effective communication is talking to people and, and having them talk to people. And I always, when I talk to people, I always said, go talk to somebody else. Yeah. It's always the last thing I said to them. Make sure they're at least in the know that something is happening. Yeah. Um, because a lot of people did, didn't even know. I wonder if at Medfield David we should have a booth every year that says, you know, like, why go to town meeting? You know, just yeah. PR town meeting. Yeah, PR town meeting. And it could just That's interesting. Scott and I are doing a town meeting 101 course. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Fall. yeah. Late fall, early winter. That, that's definitely in the Austin, but just yeah. for people that are interested, maybe yeah. bring back some people, might have some, let Richard have some say about the historical element. Because yeah. to me, that, it, yeah. is a, that part is powerful to me. Well, I, that, I think I think there's a comment on that. There's a couple of things. One, it, I, I think a, some way of communication, maybe it's at the uh, at midfield day, is to do that survey and to get some feedback. And, and, and how do people feel about what do they know about it, and how do they feel about a representative town meeting? Mm -hmm. I don't think that's one that's automatic. I think it would be a difficult to have an informal because it's already informal. But I mean, you know, it, it, that question of are we at a point because of, of um, you know, I always view you know the, the representative town meeting as being a size issue. Yeah. But, I, but I don't necessarily think it is because of the demographics of the town. Yeah. You know, we got young people coming in with young kids and um, buying million dollar houses. So mom and dad work, <laughs> you know, and that puts a lot of different dynamics in place. It puts, it puts dynamics on the school, on the park and rec, the map program. You know, it's, a, it's, a different, it's a different town, it's a different makeup. And you know when you think about that, or I think about that, I say, well, maybe the representative town meeting is something that whose time has come. Yep. You know? There is a there is a there is a uh, population limit on both the top end and the bottom that you cannot do um, representative town meetings. But I think the threshold is like fifty six hundred people. So you have to be a town of at least that size to be able to do it, and then. Is there, what does it switch over around? Is there another size? Because the third form of government that you can have as a town is to have a, a town council, right? Instead of selectmen, I mean, you don't have to have a town meeting. You have a whole other form of government as well that towns are permitted to, to have. So you open town meeting, representative town meeting, and you know, a town right. council kind of, well, but yeah. as you move down that community, you're, yeah, you're less, removing less people, people yeah, well, in each instance. And I, and I, you know, but, you know, 
you know, a quorum of 250 is less than 3% of the population, yes, of the well. voting population. Yeah. So, you know, from a practical point of view, the first question you want to ask people is that, are you comfortable with an unknown group of 3% 3, 3 of the population making your decisions for yeah. you, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's a perspective that's like, well, wait a minute, like you said, you know? Yeah. That's where the, that's where all the budgets come from. That's why North Street is done and this street is not, you know, those are the things that are discussed yeah. and reviewed. But that could be, even even if you're uncomfortable with 250 or 300, that could still be a statistically significant amount of people to represent. Well, I think as a legislative body, it is. Yeah, I think it is. And, and that the people yeah, choose I'm to be the representative. I'm talking about, are you comfortable with that number of people making the, all your decisions? Yeah. That's fine. But are you, are you comfortable then with, 10 people, or you know, if you, if you yeah. go the representative route, are you comfortable with 10 people who might be there for a certain number of years who will have a, you know, everyone has bias, it's just the kind of human nature, um, you know, that the town will go in a certain direction with the 10 people who are there as opposed to people, the ebb and flow of people who show up, to, again, more people with more significant issues. Um, but you you have that kind of kind of ebb and flow of of input. I'll get some more data and we'll we'll revisit that because uh, my general sense of having paid attention to representative town meetings is we in Medfield would have to be careful what we wish for um, because they they go multiple nights because if you are if you're elected to represent people the people who elect you expect you to represent them therefore to speak. And you know, I know that one year, a very good friend of mine at, at BC was in the accounting faculty, Ron Polika. He uh, 21 days they went in Lexington, oh, so town meeting. And I know that in Needham they they go multiple nights as a. Doesn't Denham have representatives? Yeah, too? I don't know what Denham has. That's a good question. Um, but there's 220 uh, town meeting representatives in in uh, in Needham. So it's not, you know, it's Framingham not like, just changed a couple of years ago because they went from a whatever to a town or whatever to a city. Framingham went to a city, yeah. Yeah, and so they they changed their, you know. Yeah. Well, they, they have a mayor now. They have a mayor. Mayor from. But they used to have a town council when they were a town, yep. right? But no, they no, have a board of selectmen when they were a town. Did they? No. Yeah. Now they have a council mayor for Yeah, interesting. Hmm. Be careful what you wish for, right? Yeah, I think yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Well, look, thank yeah, you for coming out. Um, and I'm just I'm not advocating for it. I'm just no, no. I look. I think there's a. I think, and I, and I'm trying to just project that, you know, however it works best, right? You know, and gets the most people engaged, and yeah. we make the best decisions as a town. Which you know, I mean, overall, if you look at the economy of it, of town meeting, I know there's a lot of of uh, downside elements, but we get a lot of business done in one night, thanks to the organization of, you know, the town administrator and the warrant committee, we come in prepared and we do a lot of business in a short amount of time relatively, it, but which is good, I think. And so if people can commit to that three or four hours, then they may see most of government at work on a, on a legislative level uh, doing that kind of activity. Um, is it town meeting? Like annual meeting date already like for yes. next spring set first yeah. Monday in May first Monday in May first Monday so yeah. so maybe that's another whole piece of yeah, get it up there mark just it now mark first it now. Monday in May yeah. you know I mean we have to rethink the PR yeah. a bit yeah. right there we go. Yeah.
No, I think, I think you're right. I mean, I think some of these ideas around that, but it hasn't yeah, really been promoted. And you know, sign in front of the town hall, Mark. We have some social of, media going on on New Year's Day to remind people. I, I think yeah. a lot of people do pick up the Warrant book yeah. when they get it and they yes. flip through it and they say, eh. like, I, I think, like, they, they look like, to your point, uh, why, you know, I don't know any of these things, I yeah. don't know about the pipe or, on this road, or, or I whatever. see this every year and I've been to town meeting yeah. and 98% of the people go, uh, and that's the only thing that's happening this year. So why do I have to go to something and right. you know do that? If, if we got to understand their significance in the town, like you said. Yeah. If they think of the, themselves as the legislator of the town, yeah. congressperson. Decisions are made by those who show up. Exactly, and so yeah. that that should be their piece. But yeah. I think you know you, when you talk about the last couple of years uh, through great effort. Particularly to the town management, um, we presented about and, and, and the school committee as well, the school department as well as we participated. We presented a balanced budget that too generates, uh, for lack of a better term, I guess it's it, some some degree of okay. There's no reason you to go comfortableness. Like hey, everybody. okay. We're, we're victims it. of our own success. The reality is we're still, we're squeezing the balloon. And, uh, you know, we, we speak very candidly in the Warren Committee, which are all public. Huh? But um, we, as you referenced earlier, we have and will continue to have a revenue issue in this town and so the revenue issue leads to the spending issue mm -hmm. and and so there will continue to be the challenge of challenging discussions you know not just bells and whistles but fundamental services services that are going to be continued so i think from a practical perspective for a town that's going through change, right? I mean, the, the dynamics of the town are changing. It's becoming younger, it's becoming, you know, that's just the way the process goes. Um, I wonder about that one. Because I remember going back to 2005 or six, we had the highest percentage of people in the state under 18. We were the leading town that had this. We had the youngest population. Does that ring a bell to you? I just remember we had a couple of huge uh, years in yeah. the schools. That, yeah. that one class that was every year we were struggling to fit them. Richard had in that article that I read. Yeah, yeah we had the highest number of kids under 18 per capita. Per capita in the Commonwealth. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know, maybe we are. Well, well, I'd, I'd, I'd be interested to know, are more people staying, you know, are more people, are, you know. Um, well, the dynamics, I, I, it seems to make a key point. Yeah. You, don't, you don't recognize people. Their changes are always yeah, yeah. You know, evolving. But I'm, I guess my, um, my thought there is that it's probably more important to educate people on the process because what's coming down the road they're going to want to be in one. There's going to be more tough choices. Whether whether it's the and it's not just the school building. There are a lot of other dynamics. And I don't say just the school building. That's the one. That's the the elephant in the room. But there's a lot of things that are going to change and be affected as we go forward because as revenue 
you know, keeps coming to the same source. State starts cutting back and all that kind of stuff. Well, you have to make decisions. There are decisions that are there. And, and it's not, you know, the Warren Cart Committee doesn't make the decision. Right. It just presents the information. Right. Uh, but people should need to be aware and be engaged because it's so I think it's important what you're addressing right now. So, so would kind of a representative communication strategy in this town potentially work better? But, I mean, I think we've seen that kind of how we do things now is okay, but not great. Um, I, I think, again, I'd like to really see some push towards, you know, how do we, how do we, you know, get, who's our rep in Newman town? You know, who, who, who's the, you know, the two, to get all those new people who yeah. are completely new to the process, and yeah. you know who who's our rep with the with the seniors, who's our rep with you know like and again in different communities around town, and and really try to um, you know have a, a synthesis point just for facts, not opinions or you know this and that, and that gets pushed out to you know, these, these people who then can speak at a meeting or speak, you know, get 10 minutes at something. Yeah. And well, I think we're on to something. I think we're, yeah. we're beginning, right, with what we need. We need a communications, you know, we do need to, uh, you know, have a plan. Um, and there's various ways for me to be able to communicate this event. And there's certain sources that, you, you know, you can reach out to or approaches, you know, that have to do with people that have blogs or who have mailing lists. Uh, you know, that I rely on by sending things to those. Um, yeah. Things get posted on um, concerned citizens of Medfield. I try to still do a letter in the hometown weekly. I don't know how many people turn to that kind of a source, but, you know, it's 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 a factor. Thoughts on, I know it's talked about at the selectman's level as well, right, mm -hmm. about, about these things. On the other hand, I don't think we should be so hard on ourselves. I, you know, with all of this said, you know, in terms of the way that this town has operated and functioned. And even as as levels of contention rose or whatever it was, discord, you know, I mean, uh, the degree of civility is still, I mean, there's been stories and a lot of other, but we still have to pay attention to it. Yeah. Because as I said, I think that's one of the things that was part of our distinctive, you know, makeup is that people did largely talk to each other and, you know, and there's a lot of pulling together in town that sometimes gets lost, I think, when, we get an event that you know pulls us apart. Yeah, I just fundamentally need to remember that there's a whole slew of really good people, no matter what their opinions are. And what people town. are doing in town and the devotions yep. that they have to make things happen for the benefit of the town is really, really, really great, spectacular. Did you last item keep a sense of humor? Uh, no, keep a sense of humor. <laughs> Thanks, everybody.